Father, lift your hands to heaven and say to him tonight, Lord, we believe that you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Thank you, Lord, that there's a name above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Tonight, Lord, we speak right into the atmosphere. We say atmosphere, shift now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the miraculous tonight. Let lives be changed, Lord. Come on, Lord, let people move in this place. Let hearts be collided with your heart. Let no man, no woman leave as they came. In Jesus' name, let your anointing, Lord, be released in this house. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, change me tonight. Change me tonight. Come on, make that a bold statement, Lord. I don't want to leave like I came. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe tonight, your night for a miracle, tell your neighbor tonight God is going to do something incredible. Come on, tell your neighbor tonight God is going to do something incredible. Come on, give Jesus one more hand before you take your seat. George, come up. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You may take your seat. Thank you, thank you. Great to be in the house of the Lord on a Monday. You could have been anywhere, but you decided to come to church. And uh, so I believe that God is about to do something good. Come on, tell somebody. God is about to do something good. Amen. So I want to get right into the word of the Lord. Um, I believe that tonight the spirit of faith is going to touch so many people in this place. And when, when Pastor Lanzel said that about who needs financial breakthrough and who needs a miracle in the physical bodies I believe that God's going to give people both because you have to understand that the language of heaven is faith God understands faith and so if you want to know what God understands it's absolutely faith it's fine for now thank you George you can just sit there and listen to me quickly um, if, you, if you look at, a, at the word of God on, on faith I want to show you something so I want to get right into the word of God please open your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 and I want to start off with a very familiar portion before I'm going to start to preach to you. And uh, I believe that when it comes to faith, a lot of people don't understand completely what faith is. People think that faith is I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. And that's not faith. Okay, let's say that one more time. Faith is not here. Faith has got nothing to do with head knowledge. So many people have positive thinking and positive thinking is still not faith. The Bible says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, now faith is. Come on, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now listen to what the word says. Now faith is. Say with me, now faith is. If you study the word of God, faith is now. And if it's not now, it's not faith. I want to challenge people in this place today. A lot of people's got a future mentality that God can do it for me one day. That's not faith. That's trust. Are you listening to me? Faith basically is our response to who he is. Come on, somebody better shout. I said somebody better shout. I'm speaking about faith, people. And you see, something about the Word of God. The Word of God is living. It's not dead. So when you hear the Word of God, faith always responds. Come on, to the Word of God. So faith is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. I want to tell you something. The reason why faith is now, faith represents who God is. God's name is not I will be. 
God's, God's name is not I was. His name is I am. It means that God always operates from the realm now. Come on, when God said, let there be light, he didn't say, well, one day in the future, there will be light. No, he demanded, he commanded light to come where? Now. Why is faith now? Because I don't need a miracle next year. I don't need a miracle next month. I need a miracle. I said, I need a miracle. When do I need a miracle? now so when you when you operate and understand this that faith operates in the now i always tell almost off our team members that if god speaks to me i do it now listen we can do anything we can we can build a church and if i feel in my heart there must be a tree here right now we do it now come on they can help me out and they will say but you know you have to build the building first and they, no 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 that's not what god said you know you have to operate through now think about faith faith is so powerful that faith interrupts the process of time can i say that one more time faith the god kind of faith interrupts the process of time now i don't know who of you believe this but let me just give this to you the bible says see time and harvest but I believe that what God is going to do in this end time is going to be seed harvest. I believe your faith will accelerate time. Come on, shout, faith will accelerate time. Now, I want to I go into a little bit on faith and especially with healing and how it comes with financial breakthroughs. Because I believe a God that performs miracles today because he's the great I am and he's the unchanging one. I said he's the unchanging one. You see, when, when the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, there's only one thing that pleases God, and that's our faith. Please understand that your need does not move God. You can say, Lord, I need a financial breakthrough that does not move God. There's kingdom order that needs to be applied. And something that walks with faith is obedience. And the Bible speaks about obedience that's now. So in other words, let me rephrase that. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Are you listening to me? So when God speaks to you, he speaks to you in the now and you operate in the now. So that's the only thing that moves God is your faith. That you believe without a shadow of a doubt that God can do it for you. Now if I study the word of God, let me just quickly take you somewhere. When God spoke to Abraham, he said, he made him a covenant, a promise. He said, I'm going to give you a son in your old age. Now I love this. You know, God didn't say to him, now this is for somebody. God didn't tell him, I'm going to give it to you when you're strong. I'm going to give it to you when your bank account is full. Come on. He said, I'm going to give it to you when people say there's no hope for you. I'm going to give it to you. Come on. When people say you are done, you are through, your body won't be able to make it. That is when I will step in and I'll produce my word over your life. You see, God does not operate like we operate. You think that when you are strong, God's supposed to give it to you. Let me tell you, when the world says there's no hope for you, this is where God says, I'm stepping in. Come, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we shall remember the name of the Lord our God. He said to Abraham, I'm going to give you a son in your old age. And we all understand the word of God. He got what God has promised him. Amen. He got what God has promised him. And I love what happened next. Here God speaks to him and he says, Abraham, Abraham. Now if God called him once, it was for conversation, but God called him twice, that means covenant. So God was about to cut a covenant with him. He said, Abraham, Abraham. And I love this. Most people would have said, the devil is speaking again. Come on. 
Most times I hear people tell me, you know, the devil told me this and the devil told me this. I always tell people what the devil tells you, take the opposite because he's a liar. He cannot speak the truth. So if the devil tells you you're not going to make it this month, what he's trying to tell you is this is going to be the best month of your life. But he can't say it because he's a liar. Abraham, Abraham, yes Lord, here I am. He said, I want you to take your son, your only son, the son that you love. And I want you to go and sacrifice him. Now I want you to stay with me. I need at least 10 people with faith in this place that will help me preach on this one. You see, because God does not sit with the sitters. He moves with the movers. If you think that you're going to get a miracle by just sitting and staring in front of you, you're in the wrong place. God is in the business of moving to, for those, come on, who has, who has faith in the hearts and know that wherever God is, something good is about to happen. I'm speaking to a couple of Abrahams in this place. I said, I'm speaking to a couple of Abrahams in this place. Hallelujah. Take your son, the one you love. Yes, Lord. Immediately he obeyed God. It was a three-day journey. Now think about how faith moved Abraham. That on a three-day journey towards the place where God told him to sacrifice his son. If you take your son, your, your daughter, whoever, on a camping trip for three days, you bond. But in Abraham's mind, he knew that God said, I had to sacrifice my boy. In other words, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to give him back to God. And his faith kept him. I said, his faith kept him. I believe that man believed without a shadow of a doubt. If I'm going to kill my boy right now, the same God who gave him to me can resurrect him. I'm not coming back empty-handed. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. I'm coming back with a miracle, a breakthrough. Come on, with favor, with my neighbor. You are not just here by chance. God has a miracle with your name on it. And if you believe it, you better jump to your feet and give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise. Now I love what happens next. Got to the mountain. I love this. Study the word of God. The Bible says Abraham turned around. He looked at his servants. He said, wait here while the son and I go and worship. God told him, sacrifice. Abraham said, I'm about to give him some worship like I've never given him before. I love this. He didn't say, hey, all guys, hey, guys, come up. All of you together. He stopped them all. He said, you better wait here. You see, when you start to walk by faith and not by sight, not everybody can go with you. There's some people that you will have to leave down the mountain because they will disrupt your worship. They will interrupt your faith process. They will speak you out of your miracle. Sometimes you have to say, stay here. Come on, where I'm going next. I need at least five people that will believe the word of God with me. Where I'm going, I say where I'm going, you can't come. You see, God is not calling you to stay where you are. From glory to glory. Come and tell your neighbor, from glory to glory. But Abraham said this, he said, so he said to them, stay here. You're going to interrupt my worship. Come on, right in front of the biggest breakthrough in your life, it can get very dark and very alone. And this is why you have to stay close to those who feed your faith. 
I said, you have to stay close to those who feed your faith. You, you don't need people to tell you how bad you look and how sad you look. You need people to tell you what the Word of God says. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in this world. That's what you need. Sometimes, you, you know, there's a saying, you have to be cruel to be kind. Sometimes you have to say, I love you, but where I'm going next. Now hear me. God told him, sacrifice. He said, yes, Lord. Told his servants, we're going to go and worship. I believe at that mountain, Abraham had a sacrifice, uh, a revelation. The revelation is that your sacrifice should form part of your worship. If your sacrifice does not form part of your worship, you will worship what you were supposed to sacrifice. Excuse me, let me say that again. Don't worry about the voice. I'm preaching every day. South Africa needs this, by the way. South Africa needs some faith, by the way. South Africa needs a move of the Spirit, by the way. So Abraham had a revelation. God said, sacrifice. He said, I'm going to go and worship. Abraham had a revelation that my sacrifice must, must form part of my worship. If my sacrifice is not part of my worship, I will worship what I was supposed to sacrifice. Hear me quickly. God was not after Isaac. He was after Abraham. He knew the only way to Abraham was through Isaac. When God asks you your Isaac, he's not after the Isaac. He's, he's basically after your heart. The only way to your heart is through your Isaac. But faith obeys despite what it will cost. Now, if you study the word of God, not once in the Bible does Jesus say, go, my faith has made you whole. Not once. I believe when it comes to the miracle, miracle ministry of Jesus Christ. Now, I've been, I've been preaching this year 18 years, 1-8, 18 years. And the last 10 years of my life, God has, has used us with tremendous miracles and breakthroughs. And I've seen this everywhere. If you doubt, you go without. Look at me quickly. I don't heal people. I am not a healer. If I was a healer, my voice would not sound like this. Jesus is the healer. My job is to tell you that there's one greater than cancer. There's one greater than sickness, greater than sin, greater than disease. And he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. As long as your eye is on man for your healing, you'll always be sick. Whenever there's a miracle on its way, stop looking for healing and seek the healer. You want finances? Stop looking for provision and seek the provider. When you find him, you find both. Come on, shout yes. I want to take you on a journey quickly in scripture. When Jesus healed, every time he healed, he said, go your faith. Your faith has made you whole. Not once did he pray and said, my faith made you whole. He would even ask them, do you believe that I'm possible to do it for you? Amen. So what did he do? He will work their faith to see if they believe that he is able to do what his word says he can do. Come on, somebody. I'm speaking to you right now. 
You see, if you don't have faith, God can't do anything for you. He came to Capernaum. The scripture says he couldn't do much because of people's unbelief. Now, I promise you, I've seen in one service two people in wheelchairs. One got up and ran. The second one sat the whole service through. Why is that? It's because the one believes without a shadow of a doubt. And the next, you know, you all ask, what do you believe Jesus can do for you? Well, he wants to. Now, you must. You must. Now, I want to show you something. And this is what I get, what I get to. There was a woman. Excuse me. There was a woman with issue of blood for 12 years. And I want, to, I want to speak to you a little bit on overcoming faith. Say overcoming faith. Now, there's a woman, the scripture says she was, she was sick for 12 years and doctors could not help her. And she had financial difficulty. So her money is up. And this is what the Bible says. She told herself, and not a friend, she said this to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She did not announce it to anybody. She told herself, because if you have the wrong friends, well, we don't believe in miracles. So, in other words, think about this. I love this story. I'll get to this now. But the Bible says this. She told herself, and nobody prayed for her. Oh, you didn't hear me. Jesus did not pray for the sick. He healed them. He did not pray for this woman. She touched him. Now, I love what happened every time Jesus healed people. He would not say a long prayer. He would lay hands and say, be healed. Take up your bed and walk. But this woman touches him. Now, if you study the word of God, think about this. The Bible says he touched the hem of his garment. Now, Jesus wore a prayer shawl. A talit. Say talit. Tal a talit was hanging right to his feet. That's how they, they, they prayed. If the, the scripture says, when you pray, go into your inner room. The inner room was taking the talit, covering their heads, and pray. Now, when she touched the hem of his garment, what she was doing was, she touched the prayer shawl. She touched the talit. At the end of the talit, there were 613 tassels, which represents the 613 laws of Moses. In other words, when she touched him, she touched the law. Let me speak to the side. She touched the law. And when she touched the law, she was made whole. How much more? If you touch him right now, under a new covenant, a better covenant. If the law healed, how much more the saving grace of Jesus Christ today? Let me go on. Can I go on? Preach to you. Who remembered when Jesus walked into that little girl's room and he says, Talita Kumi. Do you know what the right translation says? It doesn't say Talita it says talit kumi in other words you can just imagine here's jesus walking to that room remove the prayer shawl put the prayer shawl on this girl and he says talit kumi i say to you prayer arise <laughs> study the life of jesus miracles happen because of his prayer life because of his prayer life he prayed for hours 
minutes that's for seconds. In other words, prayer arise. Bang. Prayer arise. That same talit that she touched brought healing through her body. Now think about what I'm telling you now. I want you to write this down. I want to speak to you quickly on the value of faith. And then I want to speak to you on the vision of faith. The voice of faith. The vitality of faith and the victory of faith. Number one, value. Faith must cost you something. This woman did not say, well, if he doesn't come to my house, I'm, then I'm done with church. She says, I'm getting up. Abraham said, I'll give you my son. I'll give you the best of the best that costs you something. If you think that faith just comes and falls from the sky, you don't understand. Faith is not built on the shore. Faith is built in the middle of the storm. Come on, somebody. Jesus, by the way, he rebuked. He, he rebuked people for having little faith and no faith. Come on, I want to speak to somebody right now. You better hear me. You know, a lot of people say, you know, if I have faith as small as a mustard seed, I'll be able to move mountains. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says if you have faith as a mustard seed, it changes the dynamics. So what Jesus was trying to tell you is not if you have this size of faith. Because if you had only need of this faith to move mountains, why do you have a mountain? Come on, let's be real. You have to understand the word of God. This is why Jesus says you neither know the word of God nor the power of God. Come on, that's what he said. So when he said, if you have faith, as. In other words, if your faith, in other words, let me rephrase this in this way. Your faith must produce as a seed. A seed is small, especially master seed. All right? So it starts off as a small seed. Now let me explain something to you. Seed can stay in my pocket for years. The minute it removed, it comes from my pocket, it goes into the soil, it produces. So in other words, the minute I work it, let me speak to this side. The minute I work it, I can speak about the seed in my pocket until Jesus returns. The seed cannot bring forth the harvest until it works. You can say, I've got faith, I've got faith, I've got faith. If you don't work your faith, it's dead faith. So now you take your seed, you put it in the ground. No farmer goes back every day and open up the ground to see if something happens. He's got faith in that seed because that seed has been created to produce. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Your seed has been created to produce. Imagine this. If I plant corn, it's going to produce corn. I need split personality. He knows what he needs to do. When your faith starts to work, now think about this. The seed goes into the ground, it's covered. I love that. Because the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Anytime you can see it, it's not faith. Every time you can feel it, every time you can do it, it's not faith. God's not asking you what you have in your bank account or what's in your budget. He asks you how much faith do you have. 
Come on, shout yes if you believe this. So what happens now? The seed has been created to go through all four seasons. And so it rains. And everybody loves the raining season because that speaks of life. It rains and it rains. What happens? That seed produces. It starts to break open. It starts to produce. It starts to grow. But now, this, this, the rainy season stop. Now it's just sun. That seed does not stop producing. Suddenly it's cold. That seed does not stop producing. He knows his work is to produce. So in other words, four seasons he goes through. What happens? It breaks open. Now it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly it's as big as a mustard tree, unmovable, unshakable. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Seed grows underneath the ground and it starts with the root. When Jesus rebuked the tree that withered, he rebuked its root. You see, faith, faith attacks the root of the problem. Faith does not pluck the fruit from the tree. Faith rebukes everything that comes against them. Faith don't go tell God about the mountain. Faith tells the mountain about the God. You know, the Bible says, by the way, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I'm preaching faith to you. You don't need to wait for me to lay hands on you. You better move yourself. You better check yourself. Let that pain go in Jesus' name. So what people do is, that tree comes out of that ground. It's not immediately bearing fruit. I hope you hear me. They judge you on your off season. And say there's no help for him. But they had no idea. You've been through the biggest storm of your life. Somebody better hear me. Don't worry about what's going on around you. If you are truly born again, you don't have a problem. You have an opportunity. An opportunity to trust a big God. Come on somebody. And you better listen to this preacher. The day will come where the fruit will come. And the, 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 the root is so big that it doesn't matter if COVID comes. And what variant comes, you know, there's another variant that we are right in. It's called Moroncron. Let me drink water and say that again. Do I have more water? The next variant is called Moroncron. The Bible says in the last day, the spirit of stupor will come upon people. Read what it is. The spirit of stupor means people will become stupid. Oh, when COVID came, we were standing in ICU wards next to people that has been busy dying of COVID. We laid hands on them. We prayed and preached the gospel. When churches closed down, we refused. Let me tell you what happened at our church. Police came to our church. They, they you know, fellow brethren called police on us. Big mega churches called me and said, how dare you stay open? 
I rebuked them all. I said, how dare you close? Lord, help my voice. How dare you stay open? My response is, how dare you close? You close up shop. And when you open up, you preach on faith. Oh, it's very quiet in this place right now. It's time that a tire meets the road. And we put our money where our mouth is. We either believe that he's a healer, a protector, or we don't speak on the top subjects. Come on. Oh, the Lord can. <coughs> I rebuke this devil. I've been preaching the last three weeks from here. I'm on my way to Uppington, back to home, and then Durban. So you have to pray for me. But you see, faith is what pleases God. When we stayed open, our church tripled in growth. Tripled. Tripled in growth. We gave more away in the COVID period than ever. When everything closed up, we went to old days homes. We sold a half a million rand in food to old people. I was walking in a place. And um, one of the guys told me, they said, there's an old man here. He watches you on television. And you are his hero. And he doesn't know you are here. So I walk in his room. And he grabs me. And he starts to cry. He says, now I can die. He says, you are, you have been the only hope. Your messages has been the only hope in this hour. You see, the church is the only hope. I said, the church is the only hope. It's the only hope. If I had to close shop my healing ministry, would have been nothing today. Let me tell you something. During the pandemic, I lost my father-in-law. Let me tell you what happened. My father-in-law knows God. I was staying at the, at the hotel last night. And then, <clears throat> sorry, that's when my father-in-law was the last time with me. And I will remember, I remember this. He kept me up until about 3 a.m. in the morning speaking to me and drinking coffee but he lost his way a couple of years ago and so he came to our church to one day I had a 30 day revival and the glory of God moved so powerfully he came up and as I prayed for him God told me he's going to die he's going to die and you'll have to pray and intercede for his soul because he turned his back on the Lord I took my wife, I said, I said, baby, the Lord said your dad is going to die. And we'll have to pray for him, for his soul. He became sick. Stayed at my home. And uh, the one day I was, I was away, God spoke to me, said, get home and minister Jesus to him. Lead him back to the rock, which is higher than him. I drove home. I went into that room 
I, I spoke to him about Jesus and I spoke to him about Jesus he cried I led him back to his Savior and we took him to hospital they had to take him they had to book him into, into the hospital and the doctors called me they said to me you know he was speaking to me while he was laying in the hospital and he would I would tell him speak to Jesus just speak to Jesus just speak to Jesus and uh, the day before he died, doctors called me. They said, I must come to the hospital. They said, medically, he had to be dead long ago. He's suffering. Maybe you can speak to him because it's time for him to go. That's what I said. And I, I stood next to him and I spoke to him a bit. And I walked out. I told my mother-in-law, I said, let's go home tomorrow morning. We're coming back. As I turned around, I heard God say to me, no. Now, I walked towards him. I said, Lord, if I be a man of God, take him right now. I grabbed him by the hand. And as I grabbed him by the hand, I felt the presence of God. I said to him, Mana, Jesus says, it's okay now. You can go. And tears ran down his cheeks. I shouted to my mother-in-law. I said, he just saw Jesus. She said to him, I love you and I see you in glory. And he passed away. But that does, did not, I said that did not move my faith in the one that I believe. I still believe that he is faithful. You see, you might say, well, I still feel sick. It's got, faith has got nothing to do with what you feel. Faith has got something to do with what you believe. And faith will cost you. Most times it will cost you your friends. It will cost you your family. They will say, you're crazy. You're beside yourself. Why do you do what you do? You see, if faith doesn't cost you, it's not worth anything. Faith that has never been tried cannot be tested. Let me say that one more time. Faith that cannot be, or faith that has never been tried or never been tested will never produce for you. Tell your neighbor, faith pleases God. Now I want to show you something. The Bible says, she said to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And so I want to tell you on, on the vision of faith quickly. Faith sees what nobody else can see. Can I say that again? Faith sees what nobody else can see. Who was here last night? Who remembered I told you that when God started using me, the first thing I was going through is we lost everything. How many of you know that? So the car that I was driving before I went into full-time ministry, when I was, when I was uh, working for a company, I drove a BMW. And so... Faith sees what other people don't see. And when I lost my car, my wife, the only thing she could afford was BMW tackies. So she bought me the tackies. And I wore those tackies every day. And what I will do is when I walk to school for the kids, I will walk and speak to the tackies. And I said, tackies, you better hear the word of God. When you grow up, 
you will become BMW tires. Every day I said it. Now you might say, I'm crazy. I know my, I know faith. One thing I know, I know faith. As I was walking, God said to me, what color do you want? You see, faith is specific. Do you know why? Because when my son, when my girl comes to me, they say, this is what I would like. I listen to the specifics. What color shoe? What color watch? I'm in the specifics. He's a father. He's in the specifics. What color do you want? Blue. And I said, Lord, it's going to cost the devil. I want 18-inch wheels and black leather and a sunroof. I would walk like this. First, second, third, fourth. Put it in reverse. People will drive past me and shout nasty stuff. But faith sees what no man can see. If you have never been told you're crazy, you don't have faith. So I was changing gears while I was walking. Months afterwards, a guy called me. He said, come to my house. I need to give you something. I borrowed a car from somebody. Drove to his house. He took out a key. Gave me a key. He says, God says, I must give you a car. I, I shouted to Eileen. I said, this is my BMW. And I ran in the yard. And then behind the wall, they stood the car. A small white tata. And it more basket will And I was stopping my tracks. And it's like the devil said, ha, ha, ha. Where's the BMW? But I know that faith in God is secure. I knew that I have unshakable, unmovable faith. I took that car home. The first thing I did was I washed it. I took water. I said, water must grow. Everything water touch will grow. I said, that's how you better hear the word of God. You will become a BMW. A month, a month after that, by the way, this Tata had a noise to it. When you stopped it, it made tweet tweet. I hated it. Tweet tweet. A month after that, God gave me a BMW, blue, 18 inch wheels, sunroof. Are you listening to me? There was a time that I walked. Today I can stand here and by the grace of God say, I've sold 11 cars in the last three years. Okay, that doesn't move you. Maybe the other side. If you can see it. Well, you know what I like about this? Everybody saw him like this. Not this woman. The Bible says she came from behind. She did not just she did not have to see his face to recognize him. Faith recognizes the author and the finisher. From the back, she already saw herself healed. In other words, if you're sick, you have to see yourself healed. It doesn't help you to act like you're sick. 
komen, want als je Afrikaan is, laat ik je helpen. When I grew up in church, het altijd voor zijn sessie ziek is, is die pakje wat je moet dragen. Toen die heer heeft mij gezegd, hier is de pakje wat je moet dragen, is die pakje waarin je Bijbel zit kerk toe. Jesus does not get on you when you're sick. Shout yes. Number three. The voice of faith. The voice of faith. Say the voice of faith. One more time. Again. Faith operates through sound. There was a guy, his name was blind Bartimaeus. And the Bible says that Jesus went to Jericho. And when Jesus went to Jericho, Bartimaeus was not there. But on his way out, Bartimaeus was there. That means Bartimaeus was at the right place. At the right time. believe that you are the right place I feel Jesus in this place I feel the atmosphere of just shift come on quickly lift your hands lift your hands lift your hands oh you are here you are in this place we honor you Something is about to happen for you. Give me five more minutes, then I'll pray for you. The Bible says, This guy was blind from birth. He never saw Jesus heal anybody. He only heard. He had no eyes to see. But he had more faith than those with eyes. I call that blind faith. Those with eyes, they were just running around him, thankful that he's there. But the man that could not see knew that today is the day that I'm going to get my miracle. Now I need, I need your help. The Bible says, in quiet he said what is going on they said it is just Jesus passing by when he heard it was just Jesus passing by he jumped up and he started shouting thou son of David have mercy on me you know what they, what they do they told him keep quiet shh come on Hear me, the religious spirit will always fight the spirit of faith. I need to say to this side too, every time the, the spirit of faith is in operation, the religious spirit will fight it. When he shouted, they told him keep quiet. But faith, I want to tell you something. If you have blind faith and crazy faith, nothing's going to stop you. He shouted out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still. 
said, call that man here. Jesus did not stand still for anybody. But this guy's shout was different. I love this. The same people that told, that told him to shut up was the same that says, be of good cheer. The master is calling you. The same people that says you'll never make it is about to tell you your God is alive. The same people that say there's no hope for you is about to announce your miracle. Now I want to ask you a question. Imagine this. Your whole life you've been praying for a miracle. Now I love this. He couldn't see. He just sensed the atmosphere is different now. Do you know when I know when God is going to do something is when I sense the atmosphere. Sunday at our church, miracles broke out everywhere. Like this crazy, crazy stuff happened. Metal rods became bone. Because I sensed the atmosphere. When do I know the atmosphere changed? It's when Jesus steps in. Now, listen to me. Imagine you've been waiting your whole life for your miracle. And suddenly, the miracle worker walks through this place. What will you do? Okay. Let me ask you this side. If you need a miracle your whole life, but suddenly the miracle worker walks through this place, what will you do? Let me ask you again. If I tell you that your breakthrough that you need is here right now, what will you do? the Spirit told you let your neighbor jump let your neighbor shout but the one who jumped the one who shouted I'm here declaring the word of God to you breakthrough 24 hours from this minute when Jesus called him he removed his cloak. This means that he was not there the whole day. He just got there. Because a blind man would open his cloak, put it on the floor. People will walk past and put in coins and food. But he just got there. When Jesus called him, he removed his cloak, threw it away. Because I believe, he believed that moment, my life will never be the same again. He stood in front of Jesus. Jesus didn't say, oh, you poor blind man. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Why? I believe when Baramaya stood in front of Jesus, he no longer looked like a blind man. I want to see, well, let it be according to your faith. His eyes opened up. You see, faith is voice activated. Until you open your mouth, nothing's going to happen. I was in Port Elizabeth. 
I was preaching there last night. It was about 500 people. People were praising, worshiping God. It felt like that building made like this, back and forth. So in my mind, I said to myself, after the word, I'm going to lay hands on people. So I did this, closed my Bible, and I walked out to call people to the front. And I heard the Spirit of God say to me, you are standing in my way. I said, Lord, forgive me. What should I do? He says, go back where you came from. I said, what now? He says, nothing. Suddenly, suddenly I heard somebody in the crowd starts to scream, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Suddenly I heard a second, third, fourth, fifth. Suddenly that whole church starts to shout, thou son of David, have mercy on me as I looked up a woman ran from the crowd she jumped on the stage she grabbed the mic she said I was blind in both of my eyes I can now see faith is voice activated God will honor your word if your word is aligned with his word listen to me says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 he says they received everybody received the same word but not everybody received the same results he says because some of them has mixed the word with faith you can hear the word of God unless you mix it with faith nothing's gonna happen for you say faith is voice activated I'm almost done number four vitality to faith so in other words, faith isn't lazy. When there was no room for the lame man to come to Jesus, they broke open the roof. Come on, somebody. Faith must have vitality to it. You have to move yourself. You have to do something. Come on, shout yes if you believe that. You have to do something. You have to work your faith. Number five. A victory. Now faith always has victory. I said faith always has victory. Tell your neighbor faith has always victory. You see when it comes to faith, two things I want to leave with you. When it comes to healing, if you don't believe he can do it for you, you're going to miss out on a miracle. It's not God's fault. It's not the person that prays, we just the vessels. But there's something that God does for a man that can trust Him. They can believe Him. I have stories that I can tell you. You won't even believe all of the stuff I'm telling you. I have a couple of guys here that can testify this. The one night we were driving in a, in a, in a minibus. We were handing out food in the streets and laying hands on people. The, the food that we had dried up because there were so many people and yet there was more people to feed but there was no more food so we decided we're going to go home because there's no more food and somebody said I wish that there was just more food and somebody in the back shouted there is more food and God multiplied the bread in that car I stood in our church they were giving out food to people they ran to me they said the food is finished and 
not even half had the food. What should we do? I said, let's lift it up to heaven. I said, Father, I thank you that everybody will eat and there will be leftovers. Everybody ate twice. I stood in a place one day in my yard. <laughs> I needed, now back then it was small. I needed, I needed 30,000 the next morning for ministry. All right, month went, I needed 30,000. I said, God, I need 30,000. And hear me, I'm a sower. And because I'm a sower, I have the right to go to God and say, I need a financial miracle. God says he gives seed to the sower. So I'm not a guy that doesn't give. I'm a giver. So I can go to God and say, Lord, I need. So hear me, the next day, I went some, somewhere, I preached, and somebody came to me, gave me an envelope. And I put it in my pocket and I drove home. My wife is next to me and it burns my pocket. I pulled it out and I saw a check, 30,000 rand. And I shouted to my wife, I said, Hallelujah! The year is my dear Gagom. She said, What is that? I said, It's 30,000 rand. She said, Yes, it's your only. I go, I said, what do you mean? She says, somebody is praying for this money. I said, yes, it's me. I'm the somebody. She says, no, it's not you. Now I had this fight. She says, I said, whose money is this? She says, there's a preacher and his wife. They need the money. I said, yes, I'm the preacher. You're the wife. We need this money. So... She says, let's go to their home. We give them the money now. Tell me who they are. I told them the car. I said, listen to me. If we get there and they smile, you don't give the money. I promise you. I said, because people, <laughs> people that need finances, don't, they, they don't smile. So we knocked on the door. I thought, come on, Nini. When they opened the door, they were smiling. I told her, I said, don't give the money. So we sat there and we spoke to them and they were joyful and cheerful. They said, so why are you here? And I prayed to God. I said, don't let her give the money. I need that now. And she said, God said, you need 30,000 rand by today. They fell on their knees and they wept. They said, how did you know? They wept. So my wife cries, and then I cried. And, and so they got a miracle. And I got back in the car, and we drove home. And I said, see, I told you I needed a miracle. <laughs> but anyway, so, so we went home. She went sleeping. I went to the same position. I prayed. I said, God, that was my throne. I need a miracle. The next day I was somewhere, somebody gave me an envelope. It burned my pocket. I opened it up, it was 30,000. I can expect sick for my frau. He says, my conscious. She's in the car. I say, would you eat spital? She says, who feel? She says, the blifting is mine. 
She says, this one is yours. How much? I said, 30,000. She smiled at me. Now listen to me. The next day, somebody came to me, gave me an envelope, 30,000. The next day, somebody came to me, gave me 30,000. I needed 30,000, but I gave it away. Can I tell you one more? I can say, shoot down. A peppermint turkey. So I'm sitting at church on a Saturday night in a vault list for a peppermint turkey. And I say, for funny hours, goes in spurt. I need tart now. So, but I need a 70,000 rand miracle. Okay. I travel around the world. It's big money to do what I do. We're on television stations and long story short. So I sat at Spur and the waitress walks towards me and the Lord says, she's praying for a thousand rand. I said, Lord, that's good for her. I need 70,000. Let me tell her about my problems. And then I knew God tricked me. But it was for her. So the Lord said to me, give her a thousand. I said, Lord, I don't have a thousand. So I steer my Sintelan Palm to ATM to. I said, track 500. On his way, God says, I did not say 500. I said, a thousand. I called him back. I said, make it a thousand. He brought me the money. I paid for the tart. I did not include the tip. I saw her whole body being despondent. I grabbed the hand. I said, God says, you need a thousand rand. She jumped. She cried. She laughed. She was silent in one instant, in one moment. I said, give me the the bucket. The minute I gave her the money, when I woke up the next morning, there was 70,000 on the dot. Hallelujah. I can tell you stories about financial breakthroughs, but if you never sow, you can never receive. Can I say that again? I don't live today, I don't live of what I get. I live of what I give. When you live of what you give, then they come after, yes, near. I know you become a servant, not a hireling. Let me speak to the side. Then you can't be bought. You say it as it is. Because you know the one that provides is the one that's going to judge you. Come on, shout yes. Unless you release your faith, God can't do anything for you. I was standing, I'm finishing with this, then I'll pray for you. I was standing the other day in the church. There was a deaf woman in front of me. God says, put your finger in her ear. In her ear. I put my finger. I pulled out the finger. She shouted, ah, I can hear you. And my, my goodness, I thought, what am I doing? I plucked off cancer from people's faces. <laughs> Healed by the power of God. I was standing in Pretoria. Somebody had stomach cancer. Couldn't eat. I punched that guy in the stomach. I said, get him food. Start eating a banana. He shouted, I'm healed by the power of God. God can do all things. 
only believe. There's only one instance where Jesus doesn't require your faith. That's when you're dead. Amen. People don't believe in miracles no more because they don't have a revelation of who He is. When you have a revelation of who He is, you have no problem believing that He's a miracle worker. We serve a miracle working God. I said we serve a miracle working God. I said we serve a miracle working God. We serve a God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. A God, come on, that makes the walls to tumble. Are you ready for what God wants to do for you? Stand to your feet, lift your hands to heaven. Come on, for two minutes, I want you to pray in the Spirit all across this place. Come on, for two minutes, lift those voices, be bold. Come on, as you pray, the atmosphere is going to change over your life. Yes, Lord, I see a person in this place. You are fighting a court case. Run to the front. The Lord's going to deliver you from that court case. Come on now. Is that you? Come closer. Give me your hand. Lord, you gave me this word. And you will vindicate her. I speak to the storm. Cease in Jesus' name. Cease in Jesus' name. Your word says in that hour, you will give them what to say. Oh Lord, I thank you. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, it's done. It's done. You too, give me your hand. It's done for him, Lord. You too. What's his name? Lord, I stand in agreement. Angelo, touch him, Lord. Give him favor. In the name of Jesus. Court case be gone. In Jesus' name. You guys. The same. Lord, thank you. Favor. Favor, Lord. Favor, Lord. Favor, Jesus' name. Favor, Lord. Favor. Favor in Jesus' name. Come on, don't stop praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Shakurobos. Hilaramahantorobos. Come on, lift those voices. You can pray better than that. Yes. The Lord is the Lord. 
If we attack on this body, I command that foul spirit of infirmity, loosen it out. Come out and let it go. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over this body, and I say, take up your bed and walk. In Jesus' name, let the fire of God go through that body. I'm not pulling you out of this chain. You move, and if you feel the power of God, you get out of that chain, and you walk. In Jesus' name. Come on, yes. All things are possible with faith. Faith, you have to have faith. You have to release your faith in the Lord. Lord, touch them. Touch them, Lord. The power of God flow. Now in Jesus' name. from God come to the front for us. I need you to make a straight line for us here. Follow me, follow me, start here. Let's make a straight line. Come to the front, come more to the front. Come, we're going to believe God for great miracles tonight. Come to the front, make a straight line. If not, just wait until we pass with the first line and we'll call in the second line. So listen to me. If you come out to the front, lift your hands to heaven. And I'm going to trust God as I lay hands on you. That His power shall flow through your body. He knows exactly what you need. Release your faith in Him. The power will flow. Come and lift those hands to heaven. Life. Life in Jesus' name. Life. Life of Jesus in these bodies, Lord. I curse sickness and disease. I curse sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. We break sickness and disease off your people. We break it off your people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every sickness and disease, we break that power. back with your crutches. That's not faith. Don't walk back with that crutches. Come on, don't insult the master. Come on, you don't need this. You don't need this. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, touch her. Come ahead to the soles of her feet. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Be my own in Jesus' name.
from me the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing power. If I haven't prayed for you, come closer. I pray big. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
flow through him in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Thank you, Lord. We break off every sickness, every attack on your people. In Jesus' name. I pray. Touch your Lord from the hidden souls of your feet. guys we thank the master tonight and we just want to say to Reckenfell thank you for the opportunity for us to serve it's always a great pleasure for us to serve God says we want to be great learn how to serve what opportunity to meet you guys I want to ask you please follow us on Facebook please follow us on Facebook see where we're going next keep us in your prayer intercede with us and we trust God for great miracles, signs, wonders. And we trust God that this place will never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we just raise our hands and give God the glory, the honor, the praise. Thank Him. I think you can do better than that. Let us thank Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think you can still do better than that. Give Jesus all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Lord, we thank you. We thank you.
you, Lord. We serve a miracle-working God. And tonight we want to bless your name. And we want to declare that you alone are Lord and you are worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you for this ministry. We thank you for Pastor Vessel and his team, Lord. Lord, we speak a blessing over them. Lord, we lift them up before you. And I believe that each and every one of us were touched by your Holy Spirit and that we will never ever be the same again in Jesus name we give you all the glory can we just give him another big thank you God bless you hallelujah Jesus we praise your name hallelujah